Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the She Invests podcast. I am your host, Allie Fugit. And I'm Carrie Douglas. And this is She Invests. Uh, so we're so excited uh, because we have a double episode if you are watching this live in our Facebook group. Uh, so we're excited again to have another guest on today and a very special friend uh, that we recently connected uh, in Nashville with her. Carrie and I both did. Uh, but she has a great story, and so we're so excited to connect with her and for her to share her journey with you all. So, Carrie, take it away and introduce our guest today. Yes, I'm introducing Rashmi Bhatt. Um, Rashmi hails from the hospitality industry, opening her first restaurant at age 21. In 2020, she went all in on real estate and started by partnering with her family. Today, she owns two short-term rentals. She manages another 38 and is actively working on growing her portfolio. She invests in Texas, Tennessee, and Oklahoma. This year, Rashmi is focusing on creative finance deals in multifamily or boutique hotels, along with a Burr strategy for short-term rentals. So let's bring her on. Welcome, Rashmi. Welcome, Rashmi. Hi, ladies. So good to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to have you. Uh, so yeah, so Rashmi, uh, why don't you tell us how you decided to move from that hospitality industry into, or, you know, the restaurant industry rather, into the real estate industry? So I've always been curious about real estate, but just never quite had the money to kind of get started. Um, and in 2018, I met my now husband, the then boyfriend, and he was also super interested real estate and he's corporate w2 and kind of went like we should buy some long-term rentals and started looking at properties and like 2019 and i live kind of in the austin area and prices were so cheap back then we should have bought mm -hmm. it <laughs> but we just didn't know any and we said we like 500 dollars isn't enough for us to put like this large down payment we're never going to make any money we're never going to be financially free so things just were so we kind of put down the back burner and then 2020 happens and my restaurant actually, so we shut down for about like a week or so. And I was like, okay, this is not going away tomorrow. So we opened on like super limited hours. So we're open like 11 to 3. And I had like no idea what to do after 3 p.m. Because like I couldn't go out. I couldn't do. So I just started listening to like all these podcasts and listening to. And that's when I kind of came across Avery Carl and Future Mentals. And I was like, oh, this is perfect because I can do real estate, but I know hospitality, like I can blend them together. And I can do it from anywhere, like sign me up. Um, and yeah, so we bought our first property with my parents in August. And that's kind of when we started the journey. Awesome. So good. And um, what, so so you kind of explained the reason you, you picked short-term rentals as your niche is because they had greater cash flow than a long-term rental? Correct. Okay. And kind of blending like the hospitality stuff. And they're like in a restaurant, it's really hard to be an out-of-state operator. It can be done for sure, but you just need a lot more. But with short-term rental, we feel like, especially with the way Avery Carl kind of set up the foundation, at least for me, I was like, I could I could do this. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Great. That, and Avery Carl is such a big person in the short-term rental industry. So um, that's amazing that you, that, so your journey kind of started like following her. And mm -hmm. so that's cool. And also like a um, huge woman in the industry. And, yes. you know, that's kind of like, what we're all about. So, uh, so Rashmi, how long have you been in short-term rentals right now? So I've been doing it since 2020. So we'll be closing in about three years um, or so. 
Okay. And um, how would you describe that your portfolio has changed? Because like we, we you know, just discussed that you went from like buying your first one and and in your bio, we talked about now you're at like 30, you managed 38 mm -hmm. uh, on the other side. So that's what, right at 40 total, if I'm doing the math, right, on that simple math. Uh, so yeah, so how did that happen? So um, so I kind of, so we launched our first unit, which is like a full rehab, which we didn't know anything about. But anyways, we launched it in 2021 and it performed killer. And in between 2021 and 2022, we kind of went on like a buying spree. Um, we partnered with people, we got whoever we could, we got my parents to invest like this, and kind of grew that portfolio to about six or seven pretty comfortably. We got into midterm rentals, and then like interest rates just starting the roof and prices weren't coming down. Um, so we started focusing a little bit more kind of on like the co-hosting model. Um, so I picked up one or two clients that way, and I was like, I'm gonna need a much bigger team if we're like gonna go all in on like, this co-hosting. So I was like, oh, would I rather just focus on like buying a hotel? Mm -hmm. um, at that point and then a friend reached out going hey like i have 32 properties and i'm great at sales but i'm really struggling on my operations um because my operations are there like they were working great at eight units but not at 30. And i was like i love operations i could do this all day long and putting the right people and systems in place it's what i do for my restaurant it's what i do for my own business like i think we could really have some synergy here and like help each other out um, and yeah, so we started that a few weeks ago. Um, it's been going good. We're doing a full overhaul of a lot of the systems, but I think we're heading kind of in the right direction. That's awesome that yeah, you and can provide that value in, in terms of operation when someone else recognizes like, these are my skills, that is not, and you can step in and provide that value. So great. 100%. Yeah. And I'd love to, I'd love to speak a little bit, Rashmi, uh, while we're on this topic about, so you're managing six or seven, right? Uh, and what did your current team look like at that point? So at my six or seven, I was still handling all of my guest comp. Um, I had two VAs from kind of my restaurant business. So they were doing all of my social media, my accounting, um, all of that kind of stuff. So I kind of had the VA experience. I just never brought that onto guest comp. And I had gone and tested like six VAs for guest comp. And like for one reason or the other, it didn't work out. Um, and a lot of our messaging is automated. So like it made sense. I also just didn't know. Um, so in December of 2022, it was like the day before Christmas, like everything just like froze basically, like literally like all of my properties in Texas, Tennessee and Oklahoma, like everything froze. And I was handling those the day before or, or Christmas Eve. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like there, <laughs> I didn't get into this to do this. Right. So literally the next week, um, I went, you know, I was like, I need to find somebody I need to do this. Let me just focus on this and get it. And somebody actually reached out to me on Facebook um, and go, hey, I'm, I'm a VA in the Philippines. Um, you know, I used to work for Airbnb. This is what I do. Here's my fee. And I was like, I can't afford this. And then my husband kind of went, but you also can't afford not to hire her. And I was like, that's true. Like, yeah. So I was like, all right, we're going to find the money somewhere. So, so we did. And that actually grew. Like, we've become more profitable since I bought them on. Um, I don't have to be on Guestcom anymore. So, so that's the team we kind of and so not 24 7 communication and all that good stuff and then as part of the new thing that we're doing with this we're bringing in kind of more vas putting more people kind of where they thrive like some VAs are really good um at listing descriptions right or like writing it out or kind of doing that and writing sops others just like love calling the guests and talking to them so kind of putting people where they enjoy being instead of being like you're doing everything all at once all the time mm -hmm. 
playing to strengths. That's yeah. so important and understanding their personalities and what they love. That's really good. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so you have this small team that you're running and you're dialing in on operations, but I want to talk about what exact, cause that's kind of the point I was trying to get to is that, cause like we're talking about this wealth building strategy that you're going towards. Right. Mm -hmm. And you said you made a very important comment about, I can't afford this VA. But like your husband came in and said, but you can't afford not to. Um, but then you made the second comment that's very important that I wanted to get to about how you had to basically spend that money to have growth, right? And so I think that that's a really cool thing to comment on because all of us that were going through this, it not just in hiring people, but decisions that we're making, that we have to make those very hard decisions about spending certain things up front and forking out money for things that ultimately in the end we have to weigh that it is going to help us grow that it is going to help us to um you know have the you, the portfolio and, and expansion and whatever that we need because we have someone else doing those items um so i i love that you made that comment and i love that you and your husband are that sounds like you're the opposite so like one of you is kind of like more of like the level-headed and then the other one's kind of a risk taker and, and also but it but i think that's important when you know you do kind of work with your spouse in this that you've got someone you've got someone playing both sides of the fence and and also pushing you right um and he's just like look i'm tired of seeing you like this basically um so, we can't <laughs> afford for you not to do this right so i, I think you're talking about a little bit about heartburn right and that's that's kind of like the anxiety i started getting when i heard the airbnb ping go off like nothing would happen just like that thing go off and i was like oh my god like what other issues i need to deal with and the day i made that higher and like i could literally like get off the airbnb notification that was like a huge step like mentally for me to be like okay like this is something i don't have to actively worry about and i could have never done that partnership uh, with my friend if i hadn't bought these people on in january because spent January and March training them onto our kind of how we do things. Um, and so now to be able to take this on in March to now, I think made a huge difference. Because if not, like I would be still be answering somebody. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But exactly. I think you hit on a really key point that I just want to circle back to. Like when you hear that notification and you're you like you immediately get like almost triggered, right? <laughs> like mm -hmm. who is texting me now? And what do they Want, right. And so when you know that you just have like peace because you're not the one who has to answer that, like there is something psychologically so important about that. So I don't want to brush over that without really, mm -mm. really making sure we, we hit on that. Oh, absolutely. And I, I will say the same thing guys. Cause like y'all, y'all, it resonates with me so much because we like recently moved to like 24 hour coverage and how freeing it is that that I don't have to be the one to do it. That I I literally picked up my phone yesterday. Like I was sitting with my mom and something came up and like it was something as simplistic as my homeowner was looking for their VRBO um, listing and they wanted the link to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, hold on mom. And I was like, no, hold on a second. I pay somebody to do that. And like, I, just went on and I sent one message and was like, I need this. And like, I didn't have to do anything else. And it was like, I, you know, even like that's something that small, it was just like so freeing. I was able to continue my conversation with my mom and not have to 
actually do work, right? But still give the facade to homeowners that I'm constantly dealing with that look, I just, I was so quick in this response for you. And, and that's what I'm able to provide because of that. But, uh, but yeah, okay. So um, I would love to know about, so like this new partnership that you have, um, tell us a little bit of how, how it's structured. So we kind of started off and I said, hey, like, let me provide you value. Like, let's see if we're a good fit. Um, so we're kind of doing um, a four month kind of probation period where I get paid like a flat fee per month um, and then a certain percentage for how much we're able to systemize. Uh, and my end goal is to kind of be an equity player in this. The cash up front for me isn't really that important. I make my money elsewhere. Um, and so that's kind of the model we came on. And he's at the point, you know, at 30 properties, he can't afford a full-time CEO that you're paying a U.S. salary to. Um, and he also, there's certain jobs, I'm a huge, huge proponent of outsourcing, but there's certain jobs you really can't outsource. Mm -hmm. uh, and you need somebody that's local on the ground that's kind of seen the area, knows the vibe, and kind of understands the consumer mindset, right? And kind of using that for training. Um, and so I kind of came in going like, hey, like money isn't the most important thing in the world. Let's provide value to each other. Can we help each other? And if we're a good fit, then let's continue growing. Let's put, you know, let's, let's do this on partnership and let's see how we can grow. But if we're not a right fit, then we shouldn't be working together. Mm -hmm. um, kind of how we Yeah. No, I love that you came in trying to add value. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a huge sell that a lot of people, when they're on the search and they're hungry, for something that they forget uh, and they leave in the background. I don't, know, I don't know if you feel the same, Carrie, but like I, I feel like they forget that the most important thing that they could add is value to whatever they're coming into. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that that was your, that was your first play um, on on getting into that deal. Um, but what do you think in doing so do you see any pros versus cons in the way that you've structured this currently um and then yeah i'd love i'd love to like know your thought process behind um what your ideas are um moving forward on how you would like ultimately that angle equity structure to look like so currently so, so every deal has kind of like its pros and cons right so pros of kind of doing this partnership is i have an eight property system and it works great but like what is what i'm doing is it going to work at 30 properties and, and that's, a, that's a question mark and nobody really knows like you know yes or no it seems like whatever systems we're putting in place will work but the question is like is that going to work at 60 properties or is that going to work at 100 because it's really hard to go to 100 and then go crap we have the wrong pms system right <laughs> right and then like go like back all the way and be like okay now let's like reconfigure this whole thing and like these things happen like all the time like owner com is something we're struggling with right now right like it's something like i got in and like those owners texting um our lead operator on the ground at like 1 a.m we're like things like my air filter didn't get changed i was like all right like we like we gotta like fix this um so, so kind of dialing in those little things we want to be there for our owners we want to do a really good job but we also can't be texting people at 1 a.m um and think that's okay and then responding to yeah. them. So, so kind of a, a little things on both ways, right? Um, so, so that's part of the haul we're doing. Um, so part of their communication system is everything's on Slack, which is great. But tasks, Slack has also become a task management tool for them. And that's not what Slack is. So part mm -hmm. of my entire job is kind of moving them into like a Monday, Asana, Twitter, whatever yeah. we're doing. And then 
honestly, like growing operations requires a lot of cash. I mean, that's the dead model. So it's like, where do we spend our cash and how do you preserve cash? And cash is king, especially in a growing business. So like, how do we preserve all of this um, and still grow, continue to grow the company at a healthy pace? Yeah. So what do you see? So, you know, you're again, you're working through this four months, like let's let's move forward to the future, the end of the four months um, or like even longer than that. Right. You're trying to grow this partnership into something that ultimately adds this major expansion to your portfolio. Um, so what do you think your play is on presenting uh, this partnership to him and like what kind of equity structure? Like just like throwing out there again, like we obviously know things are going to change, but just for maybe somebody else that's going through this or has the opportunity like you've had, what do you think a good play on that structure looks like? So I think what we're, we're going to have to end up doing mm -hmm. after four months or six months is kind of blend our portfolios together because right now, like there's mine here, there's his here. We definitely have to do a blend of our portfolios um, and then figure out how we're going to structure like, you know, revenue and, and net, net profits, kind of merge our teams together and see if, like, you know, hey, because we're going to need more than just one guest company at that point. Because like, once you get to like 50, you're like, all right, what else do we need for this from like? Um, the other thing I would really like to see is obviously an equity play. I don't have a number in mind, uh, but I think we can come up with something that's because his end goal is he wants to focus on sales mm -hmm. and bringing us new clients, and that's mm -hmm. what he's really good at. And I do not like sales. I'll do it, but it's not like where I'm like, I'm really good at operations and I'm really, really good at operations that I'm not like physically like doing on the ground. Like I'm like, how can we outsource this better? How can we train our systems better? How can we do it? So that's where I like thrive. Um, I don't do well on owner comm. It gives me like the whole Airbnb thing, like owner comm gives me anxiety, right? And so like, I, I like try not to touch it, but I'm like, here's what I would say if I were you. Um, and, and kind of training that. So I think my future play would have, uh, you know, you want to kind of get more into that equity play and go, hey, like I bring you so much value, you can focus on what you love, which is getting us more sales. And um, you don't have to worry about your backend system failing. Um, and I don't think it's failing right now. I feel like everything just sounds so bad when you're in the business. <laughs> but right. like, I think we're doing 90% great. Like I think it's just 10% that we don't need. It's a little bit more tweaking. Yeah. What? But I think that you're also like going through those growing pains because you went from like what six or seven to thirty-eight yeah. extra, right? So um, that's a massive jump. Again, it's just like somebody like me and Carrie, where we're going from like a few to a hotel, mm -hmm. and like again, like we we spoke to Cam, you know, on the last podcast about like everybody think like, oh, I can do one, and then you get into it and you're like, oh, I can do thirteen, I can do fifty. Like it'll be fine. Well, it's not. I it just replicate. It's just copy paste, right? <laughs> Essentially, is like where our head goes. And um, so so I think that. But but the growing pains is what you're talking about. Is what's. I mean, we we all go through that rut of the growing pains, and it's just like mentally, are you come going to be able to come at it with an abundance mindset? with um a mindset that you're going to take away like those learning opportunities from it and also are you going to be able to get up the next day and, and continually say i'm going to get better because if you get too caught up in the rut ultimately it just doesn't work out well right and i so, think kind of you know people that you know who are doing the same thing or somebody i can text and be like hey like this happened and they're like oh yeah that happened to me no big deal um you know this is this is kind of how we solve it i'm like the cleaner issues, right? Like, like, how do you train a VA to tell a cleaner like there's a hair left on one of the towels, right? 
Um, and they go, like, I literally just spoke to someone last night who operates 150 units, and they're like, oh, we have a Google Sheet system. Like, it's down to the T. Like, he goes on this Google Sheet once a week. We send that over to the cleaner. This is how we do this. And I'm like, that's genius. Like, why did I think of this? Go, I made my life so much easier. <laughs> so little other yeah. team for this, being like, guys, like, well, how have we not implemented this? If we use Google Sheets for everything other than uh-huh, I think you I think you hit on something really important there though that like you're leaning on a network of people who who have gone before you or who have different strengths and you're sharing like that's the whole purpose of you know creating a mastermind alliance around you of people who are doing the same thing. 100%. So important. Um yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about it in terms of wealth building strategy in general. Um how often do you track your personal financial statement for you and your family? And what metrics do you track on that to know that you're being successful? So that's a lot of my husband. He, that's what he does. Okay. Uh, but he has a whole Excel sheet and, and he kind of does it once a quarter. Okay. Um, every time we make um, kind of movements on the money accounts, we'll go in and kind of do his whole Excel sheet and be like, this is what we're worth. And this is what we were worth last year. And this is what we're worth this year. And like, here's what I'm projecting. And here's what we're spending. And we don't. Well, let me put it this way. We don't track our little expenses. Like we don't track how much we spend at Starbucks. We don't track our Netflix. Like we don't, we don't worry about this. Like I'm worried more about like key, key, like the big picture. Like are we investing our money into assets that are producing cash flow for us? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the big metric we track. Uh, we go through our credit card statement. Like I'll go through them just to make sure we don't get overcharged or anything, but we don't track the little stuff. Um, but I, uh, he's a big, and he is a huge proponent of profit first. So all of our accounts are set up with profit first. Um, and he was so excited when he came out with the whole new auto transfer feature. Because he would go in every month and like move all the money accounts to all the different accounts. Um, and now we're getting to a point where we have enough just from our investment funds to go buy new properties. Because uh, we don't touch that money. Um, so we just kind of leave it in an in account. And then now we're at the point where we're like, we could go out and buy two, three properties now. Uh, but I think if we hadn't done the profit first and kind of just like, not like I think a lot of people get to the point where they're like, oh, I'm making all this money. Let me touch it and use it for vacation. Let me do this with it. Let me do this with it. And we've kind of just been like, no, like we're we're happy living within our means. Um, we're just using all this cash to go buy new property because the play in all of this is to be able to go out and buy more real estate. Yeah. So you're so you're yeah. checking you're tracking net worth. It sounds like correct. And you're tracking uh, moves you make in terms of purchases that could equal more cash flow. Correct. And then you're you've also implemented profit first. That is like those are those are three amazing answers to that question. So thank you. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. I I've been wanting to implement profit first. I haven't yet. And um, when we were in Nashville, we heard a keynote speaker talk. We we heard him talk about that. Um, and it was it was really it was really good to hear um, because you know you you could read a book right. Um, but to like have the person actually present this to you in a way that like I can understand in an hour of time was so nice. And so I came back thinking like, okay, I'm really motivated to do this. So it's, it makes such a big difference, especially like in the short term rental business. Like, okay, I just got hit with this huge bill. Right. And I'm like, where would I find this money to pay this guy several thousand dollars to do whatever he's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. What's well, nice to be able to go to maintenance account and see you have money there because you've been saving for the last two years that you haven't touched. And you're like, Oh, okay. So now I can, I can pay this guy and not have to be like, well, where's my next operating cash going to come in from? You know, so I think that's what stress. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it made a huge difference for us. Do you you know what else I think that is important to mention about that, about profit first uh, and those 
you listening, if you have not heard about the Profit First system, that's Mike McCallowitz, um, please look his YouTube videos up. He has amazing YouTube videos where he has recorded where he's gone to events and he's spoken live and explains everything. Um, and he's just an amazing guy. And I think he presents really well. I don't know what your mm-hmm. opinion, y- y'all's opinion is on it. Very entertaining. But he does an amazing job. He's very, very entertaining. Um, he cracks jokes. So it's a really, his book is an easy read and his presentations are even better. I love hearing him in person. But um, I think that you made a good point there about when you're using the profit first system and what I love about it is that especially like you said in the short term rental business is every month I come to a month end and every account is currently replenished each month. You know what I mean? So like every everyone is added to. And so it's not like a lot of people like I would say like general public, um, they're not doing that and they're not, you know, um, closing accounts and and seeing where everything and delegating certain things to certain accounts. Um, so it's nice because at that point, like we're continually able to add to our financial statement every month based off of using that system. Um, so I, I personally think that that's one of the benefits of, of using that system as well. Yeah, definitely. And we're getting ready to file our taxes. And so like, of course, the accountant's going to give us a big bill, right? And it's nice to just be able to go into our taxes like a free property and we're like, all right, this is how we're paying. So now we don't have to come up with this money to, to pay our accountant. Yeah. Yeah. Or even even if uh, if you did it right and your accountant's great like ours, and when you come back and you hear that you don't owe any money, that makes me because well, then it's like a whole a whole extra bonus in there that you can put somewhere else. So uh, you're, you're writing yourself a check, which is always great. Go around the rush me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, that's exactly what we do. Is like if we save any money, we just throw it into that account to to reinvest somewhere else. So. Um, so I'd love to talk about um, what would you have done differently um, through your journey, knowing what you know today? I would have bought a lot more real estate in 2019. <laughs> 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 no short-term rentals. <laughs> uh, especially, so I have one cabin in the Smokies. Um, I love that market. And I think everybody's always like, yeah, it's too saturated and you don't get any booking for this. But I like cannot imagine if you bought like pre-2020 um, how you could do bad in that market. Like, it's just like mind boggling for me. Um, so if I, if I had known back then, Mark, I know now I would have definitely gone. I think I would have had a, like a mini heart attack in like March of 2020. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so, like heavily invested into this. Um, and then that, but I think that, I think starting earlier is 100% of that. So get started investing early. That's yeah. what I hear. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Me, me too. I probably would have saved some money on college if I was, to go back. Um, but uh, Rashmi, before we get into our last question for you, um, I'd love for you to share any advice you have for our listeners and where they can find you on socials. Yep. So um, advice, buy real estate yesterday, <laughs> but you can also buy it today. Um, I think even with the new interest rates, I think there's some great things out there. I think you just have to vet them really carefully. We're super conservative in our analysis and we hold a lot of cash reserves. So there's been times where we haven't had money to buy real estate and we haven't. Um, and I think knowing and having new cash reserves, like if we don't have six months of reserves, like it may as well just be like, we don't have money to buy it. Um, and we're, we're very conservative that way. And it's okay if, you know, in social media, you see people buying a property one a month and like great for them. Uh, but I think it's important that you know your own plan. 
And if that means you buy one property a year or one property every five years, that is totally okay. Yeah, slow and steady wins the race, right? Yeah. This is a path, this is a 30-year plant here. This is yeah. not in, in like two years where we're like, you know, everybody tries to make, you know, real estate. Um, real estate's a wealth building strategy. It's not a cash flow plan. There's a difference. Like I, I run a business. Businesses are cash flow sites. Um, real estate is a wealth. There's a huge difference between, between the two. And I think the beauty of short-term rentals is that you're you're doing both, right? Like you're buying a piece of real estate and you're running a business inside it, right? Um, but you're absolutely right. Real estate as a wealth building strategy is a crock pot, not a microwave. Yep. So just because the strategy you mentioned, yeah. right? like just because you're making great money on the short-term rental business doesn't mean you can quit your job because then you start living off that expense. And that means you don't have new income coming in that you can then go invest in 10 other properties. Right. So mm -hmm. I think you can be the business of real estate. So you can be a property manager, you can be a real estate agent, you can be an appraiser, like have another business that's related to co-hosting where you're, you're or co-hosting could be one of those, right? Mm -hmm. Taking money from your own properties and then finding ways to go, then you have to you better get really good at raising capital for that. <laughs> Which is great. Like if that's what you love to do. But I see so many young people that are, you know, newbies in the market, they're like, My one property is doing so great, I'm gonna quit my job and I go off it. I'm like, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> On a get rich quick thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our yeah, last absolutely. question. Oh, sorry. Where can, where can people find you on social media? So I'm under my name um, on Twitter. I just recently started Twitter. I've been really enjoying it. Um, I think it's a great community of short-term rentals. And if anyone's interested in buying a business, I'm always looking to maybe buy or be involved in business or another, especially vertical integration wise. Um, so I, I'm, I'm active on Twitter. I'm active on Instagram. I'm active on LinkedIn, TikTok. I'm just finding under, under my name. Rashmi Bhatt. Okay. Awesome. Um, last question. Uh, what's the most exciting thing that you've gotten to do on your investing journey? So two months ago, um, from some of the profits that we'd made through co-hosting and real estate and stuff, we actually invested um, in a senior living facility um, as part of the syndication that pays out monthly. And that's that, it's been a big goal for a while um, to kind of be able to generate a little bit more passive income because no matter what anyone tells you, short-term rentals are not passive. But <laughs> the only thing that's changed is you can do it from anywhere, you can build a team, but it is not passive by any means. Mm -hmm. um, but I, that that was a that was a huge like trick mark like off my thing. I was like, all right, like this is working, and we just do a little bit more of these passive deals. Um, Again, just talking about diversifying our portfolio. Yeah. So you invested passively in someone else's syndication is what I heard you say. Okay. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. And that's a, that was a big, I'm sure that was a big goal check off for you. Right. So congratulations on that. It's nice to see you go on the Excel sheet. That's one of our things. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Rashmi, we appreciate having you on today. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Uh, and yeah, so uh, we look forward to having you on in the future to catch up and, and see how your portfolio has changed and your wealth building strategy might have altered uh, in the future. Thank you so much, ladies. It's just so yes, fun. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Thank you. All right, bye.